0: to breakfast what's
1: before lunch it's Austin, Texas it's weird
2: brunch neither
1: are there we go oh yeah, get some dog bowl action, love it
2: just want to make sure everyone can see the fucking dog bowl, I feed them (laughs) they're not (laughs) abused good job hey, thank y'all hmm she feeds her dogs. Did- That's like a weird too. ASMR of like just narrating someone's life. She wakes
1: up. She feeds
2: she, her dogs. She, she walks down the hallway.
1: She brushes. It's like it like down. that Harry Nilsson song. She uses, mm-hmm. she uses the toilet. Uses the toilet. Now, but- when you start whispering that, it sounds more like a prank call than right. you know, ASMR
2: or porn. Um, or porn. I can't get Juice Newton out of my head this morning.
1: I'm sorry. I
2: don't know what that is.
1: Me neither. Well, specifically, it sounds awful.
2: Specifically, uh, just call me Angel of the Morning or Angel of the Morning. Uh, Got it. Yeah.
1: Mm.
2: I just can't can't get it out of my head. Kind of don't care. I kind of maybe you're
1: destined for angelic things today, and that's the universe. Using its vibrations to tell you.
2: Oh, I severely doubt that. But that is a nice thing to say. <laughs> Thank you are you. you are a kind friend. No, I try. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. I've got a whole like full house. I usually have an empty house, so I'm like really nervous about noises happening. Um, but we'll we'll make it work. It'll be okay. It's brunch.
3: Just pretend it's like plates clattering and like, Mm -hmm. you know, the sound of a kitchen making your migas. I could
2: have just not muted my mic just now and let y'all listen to me eat the rest of this waffle. You You made a waffle? Yeah, that's what I wanted. That's why I wanted to hold for 15.
3: It was (laughs) like when you sent that message, you were like, let's hold for 15 minutes. I can't eat, and I was like, "Bitch, it's not like you're eating on while like why?" But now that I know it was because of a waffle, I, I can accept it.
1: Yeah, I really do think this might be the very first time—not to ruin the podcast for everybody—but this might be the very first time we're doing an actual brunch time,
3: proper brunch. Weird
1: brunch. With a, that, with a
3: waffle, with a waffle, with brunch
1: food. Yeah. I have no. an iced
3: coffee. Karina has. I. What are you drinking? It's hot. I got I a, Oh, it's tea.
1: It's tea. tea. Yeah,
3: See? tea and seaweed.
1: The usual breakfast of champions.
3: I don't like that. Mm-mm, I'm Blech. out. I'm done. <laughs> well,
1: you know, baby got baby got real thin during pandemic, and then nobody saw it, and then baby got fat again, and now baby's working on it. That's what babies do.
3: I, you are the baby. Yes. I am a baby. You are the baby in this situation. Yes.
1: I am a baby. I'm a chunky baby, and I need to work on that.
2: I feel like I did the same fucking thing where I was yeah. like halfway through pandemic. I was like, God damn, look at her. Yeah. And now I'm like, wait, no. Yo. <laughs> I'm right back to where I started. No. Same.
3: It, yeah. It was like... I don't know. I think being able to like get up and go on a long walk in the middle of the day or something and just uh-huh. not like, I feel like with work, like normal work hours, I look forward to eating, you know, uh-huh. like it's like uh-huh. my break time. Uh-huh. And so I'm gonna fucking eat every time at that time. And then like, even now, like on the weekends, or if it's just not a normal time structure. I don't really think about eating until I actually feel hungry instead yeah. of like waiting for my break so I can reward myself with something food related. So yeah, I blame work totally. for me being mm,
1: It's totally work's fault. Well. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's... I was just, since I stopped drinking, I lost oh, yeah. my weight. And then I thought, oh, I'm invincible again mm-hmm. because. Because I'm sober, I'm also now a teenager. So I started adding in like donuts and ice cream, and stuff that I hadn't been eating for the last 10 years. Cause, mm-hmm. And then it did its work.
3: But yeah. that's, also oh, a that thanks, donuts.
2: Yeah. that's also a thing, though, when you quit drinking or when you mm-hmm. quit doing any um vice or whatever, you replace it with another. Yeah. And so
1: sugar. Yeah, totally. I will yeah. say tea seems sounds like a better idea gross it's definitely not sugar Uh, there's like an enzyme and actually both trish and i are doing this like no flour no sugar diet not like the whole keto no anything like we can have potatoes and shit but just like no flour no sugar because apparently that's what makes the little enzyme that gives you cravings for anything sugary including alcohol so like we're trying that and it's working great for her and (sighs) i'm just cheating all the time so i need to keep i need to get on it can you have
3: fake sugar or is that included yeah. in the? So you I diet coke mm-hmm. is you know a necessity so. in my life.
1: I don't know. Honestly, we heard this like third hand from like a friend of a friend of a therapist. Was like, like you should try not eat, and we're like okay. On
3: NPR, they said,
1: "Mm-hmm, it works." But everything works if you just I, try it.
3: I did no flour, no sugar. A few That's years. Not true. Simply <laughs> <definitely laughs> not
1: true. <laughs> No, seriously, every diet I've ever gone on has worked.
2: It's just because you're paying attention.
1: Because you're paying attention, yeah. You just have to like do a diet. It doesn't really fucking matter which one.
3: Sorry, Whitney, what were you saying? Oh, it doesn't matter. I was just going to talk about getting diarrhea. <laughs> oh. <laughs> from, well. from doing specifically no sugar, no mm. bread for like a full month, and being sober also, and then – I wanted fucking waffles at the end of the month, and I went to Kirby Lane and got like... Well, it was pancakes. I think is what I ended up going with, and I ate like half of them, and then I was like, "Oh my god, I'm about to explode! We need to leave this restaurant immediately." So, be careful, folks. We
1: still love you, Kirby Lane. Please, Uh, yeah, continue to sponsor us.
2: Yeah, that wasn't Kirby Lane's fault. <laughs> this yeah. um, I went to a. I went to see a witch the other day.
1: How'd that go? You uh, obviously weren't eaten. So good.
2: Yeah. Um. So <laughs> my, i i This is, but like, I've been having a lot of like pain in my neck and shoulders and upper back for a couple of years, and I've gone to a bunch of specialists. No one can figure out what the fuck it is. So I was talking to my therapist about it, and I was like, because sometimes it gets so bad that it just puts me in a dark, dark Mm -hmm. place. And so it came up, and she was like, oh, I have um, a friend of mine. She does, like, body work, which is, like, a massage on steroids, uh, Mm -hmm. a massage that doesn't feel good until later. And then um, she also does acupuncture. Well, I had never done acupuncture and I was like, all right, like, I'll, I'll give this a whirl. I trust my therapist. I, I trust this recommendation. So I, she gave me her number. Cause it's like a, a, you have to call and talk a little bit about what's going on before, which I think is a good thing. And sure. then, um, but as a, as a millennial, I, I hate talking to strangers on the phone. Um, <laughs> so then, uh, Made the appointment. The appointment was uh, a couple of days ago. And I get there, and the outside of the house, it's, of course, it's in house. Again, totally normal. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So then I, I show up and I'm like, oh, this is a really cute house. And then I, I you know, ring the doorbell. I walk in. First thing I see is floor to ceiling bird cage. Uh, and the cage door is open. And I was like, oh, what? And this is um, overwhelming. It was just like a in the snow. right place, man. <laughs> and so the uh, the the bird was on the couch. It's a free range bird inside, and okay. uh, which is fine. Again, fine. Uh, and then I like talked to her about some stuff, like both emotional and physical, like what's been going on. And then I go into the like you know one of the one of her guest rooms or whatever, and uh, it's like again floor to ceiling, but books of like Eastern medicine stuff. Um, um, did they have
1: skin covers? Were they those books? Were they I,
3: eel skin covers? I would
2: assume at least two of them were okay. skin. I I did have a healthy percentage. Yeah. Two out Mm -hmm. of, like, I'm not joking, 500. That I feel like that's a good percentage of skin. So Mm -hmm. she, like, you know, gets, like, really in there and, like, moves your muscles around and does some, like, neck cracking and stuff. Um, And then she was telling me that one of the things that she does that she would never do on the first time it's the most primal thing she does is she will go and, and she'll work, she'll work on your jaw muscles. Now, typically mm-hmm. you think like, Oh yeah. just like rub it on the outside. She gets gloves on and she goes into your mouth to do like yeah. jaw work. And when wow. she t- told me that I got emotional for some reason. <laughs> and what's weird is and- like, I was telling, uh, I was telling our friend that last night and she also had that reaction. I was like, Oh, this is interesting. Like, I I don't know what that. And I think it's because, uh, you know, some people grow up with like, Oh, if I keep my mouth shut, I'm safe. And Mm -hmm. like, that's one of your things that you do. And so that's one of my things that I do. Uh, and so when she said that, I was like, yeah, no, not yet. Don't do that. <laughs> not okay. Uh, and then she did um, the acupuncture and that was so, uh, it was so relaxing. It was so we. I didn't expect it to really be relaxing. I was expecting it to like release things, mm-hmm. but it was just chill. It was so weird. Huh. Anyway, halfway through her, Putting the needles in my body, she was like, uh, I hear her open a bag and, you know, she's placing crystals on my body and around me. And she was like, thank you for letting me do, like, my witch stuff or whatever. And I was <laughs> like, honestly, at this point, I would be disappointed if you didn't do this. Yes. Right. Um, and then she, I, she was like, yeah, I've been hiding my my witchiness or whatever and I was like why and she was like well when you're burned for it for eight lifetimes <laughs> you tend to hide it. Karina, your face just then. I saw that eyebrow. Uh, uh
1: well it just ties into my story.
3: Ooh
1: really in a weird way. Keep going
2: though. Well I mean that's kind of it. Like she was I I, it was a very interesting experience. I'm going to go back, uh, but yeah, it was just it was fucking wild. But so yeah, did she say
1: she like experienced all those other lifetimes, or is she just making a point about like history?
2: Uh, She was insinuating very strongly that she had experienced previous lifetimes. She's always been a witch in these previous lifetimes. Mm -hmm. And she has been burned and or murdered every life for being a witch.
1: Fantastic.
3: I think I love her. (laughs) Lisa told me about this last night. And I was like, well, I mean, I want to go. And I also feel like... If you're going to, like, a, I don't know, healing witch, I would want there to be a parrot and, like, it be at her house or somewhere weird like that because I would think it was bullshit mm-hmm. if I, like, pulled up to, like, a doctor clinic or something and mm-hmm. it was all, like, white and, you know. Mm-hmm.
2: Also, that. There- the parrot was talking, like, the whole time she was doing, like, the intense body work or whatever. And so, she, I mean, it was not – I am not used to massages in general, much less, like, actual, like, the – I guess the strength she was using. And the, the parrot was, like, gentle, gentle. <laughs> And it was weird because at least once when the parrot did that, I was like, "Oh my god!" I was about to tell you that, and then the parrot also would go woof woof woof. Where's the dog? And she was ah. like, "That's that's her calling me a bitch." <laughs> was like uh-uh. this rules, I think. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was uh, it was definitely an experience. It was it was cool. Hmm. And weird,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's what a way to kick it off mm-hmm. okay. with like real life weird brunch experience. It is
2: What's odd is I didn't how do you
1: feel neck like, now?
2: Like, I feel yeah. I definitely feel looser. Like, I don't feel as as tight, but there's mm-hmm. you know there's still some some pain from. The work that she did. Um, But that's kind of to be expected for the first day or two. I mean, Mm -hmm. after any massage, really.
1: Mm -hmm. So uh,
2: I'm going back next Sunday. Yee!
1: Nice.
3: I'm jealous. Found your voice. Memorial Day weekend. Witch massage.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Come on, everybody. Oh, getting the witch massage.
3: Well, Karina, does that mean you get to go first if it ties in?
1: I mean, it ties in just with one detail. But yeah, I'll do the thing. Because mostly because I'm surprised that I'm doing this one and not one of you guys. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. Have you heard of the Love Has One cult? Mm-mm. In Cresto, Colorado. Okay, y'all aren't watching enough Dr. Phil. Here we go. Oh, sorry. Yeah,
3: definitely not any Dr. Phil watching on that. What
2: the
1: fuck? Okay, so don't there's peddle a woman. Dr. Phil on our podcast. Don't worry, I'm not. I'm okay. going to tell just the facts and maybe play one brief Dr. Phil clip. Oh, okay, but- so <laughs> this isn't how I wanted my morning to go. <laughs> So there's a woman. Her name's Amy Carlson. She was born November 30th, 1975. And she died sometime this spring. Anyway, Amy Carlson is her earthly name, but all of her friends call her Mother God because she's God. She's
3: the God. Mother God.
1: I like it. The one who created the universe. So I'll read you her own biography off of her archived and now taken down website, lovehasone.org. Her biography is, Hello loves, I'm Mother God. For quite some time, you've been praying that I come back to help you. Because of that, I decided I had enough of the dark forces kidnapping my planet and my children. So here I am in the flesh. I was born on November 30th, 1975 in Kansas, USA. This is my 534th reincarnation in my quest Mm. to recover my beloved planet, the center of the universe, and the first planet I created. They tried to assassinate me 589 times in this lifetime, but love has won and I love you. In (laughs) this lifetime? In this lifetime, 589 times they tried to assassinate her. That's a lot uh so whatever i've done my part and now you get to have to get a move on because you wasted eons thinking you had a life under the manipulation of the cabal who used you like cattle okay Mm. right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. cattle get it move on because this planet is ascending and you need to reconnect with the prime source creator comma me so that you can ignite your light bodies and can protect you again uh, here's my favorite part of her biography. You are either with me or against me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hell the yeah. Experiments, <laughs> the experiment of free will has been declared a failure. Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. It is void. Everything exists under divine will. Once more, thank God, LOL.
3: <laughs> LOL? Oh L-O-L. my God. Okay, wait. How old is this woman?
1: She's so like 45,
3: she, right? 45. Okay. She's young. I'm ish. just curious. 40, forty-five's
1: young, right? So she's yes, tried to be yes, assassinated yeah. over 10 times a year. Well, she's God. I mean, people can't have that. Anyway, uh, I'm going to do that thing where I'm going to try to play a clip, which is tricky with the headphones, but I'm going to try to play the first minute. She used to uh, live stream every day for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. And that's how they, they got their money is that she would perform What's it called? Eletheric surgeries Ooh, remotely no, to no. cleanse your soul. So it's, you know, it's a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little Scientology, a little you know, all the things, all the culty things. But here's her thing: she's basically like, "What if Carol Baskin actually thought she was God? Like, if you need to like picture her, she's on um, her
3: way." I think.
1: Let me know if you can hear this when I play it. Hold on. Sorry about the noise. All right.
3: a little it's very low
1: all right could you hear that just a little, a little. it was real real was it very low thin? yeah okay hold on let me how do i crank the volume i mean it did sound like a fairy cartoon from the 80s <laughs> okay here we go here we go here we go i'll try again ready okay. i want to get this this is good stuff okay
0: Nine, nine, nine. Nine, 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 nine. <laughs> we have had some very interesting uh, words come out on this date, this magical date of 999. Nine, nine. I'm a nine. Shasta's a nine. We're about to go out there and activate some stuff. <laughs> uh, love has won.
3: Yippee! All right. Well, there you go. I don't like she... that at all. People don't she say was... yippee. Okay. Yes.
1: She... That's her thing. She says she yippee. Was like,
2: she was like 34
1: mm-hmm.
2: in that clip. 33 in that clip.
1: She's 41 because it's from 2016.
2: Oh, um, I She said nine. Not nine, nine, nine,
1: nine. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I mean, uh, down. For it's this. 999 according to her own mm. calendar cuz mm-hmm. she's God, so she knows like when shit really started, you know. Like mm-hmm. that kind of thing. All right, so let's get into some more details now that you have a sense of who Amy Carlson is. Uh, she grew up in Dallas. Jack's <laughs> house. Well, she was She was a straight-A student, um, but early in her adult life started getting into aliens and conspiracy theories. The group started in around uh, 2006 when she was 30 years old and became interested in New Age philosophy. So uh, she got so interested in New Age philosophy that she left her third husband, all of her children, and her job as a manager at a McDonald's.
0: Three husbands
1: by 30? Mm Mm-hmm. Well... You're going to get assassinated a lot of times. You're going mm-hmm. like, to have go through a lot of husbands, you know? Mm-hmm. So she went no contact with everybody. Um, but here's the thing. Oh, I'm going to save that. That's the twist. I'll save that. Mm-hmm. So the, the group was initially called the Galactic Federation of Light, but it changed to Love Has One when she realized, of course, that she was 19 billion years old and had literally birthed all of creation. Um, she believed that she used to be Jesus and Cleopatra. So that's kind of bang, bang on that one. She really turned that one around fast. Uh, Joan of Arc, Marilyn Monroe, uh, among other things, she believed that Robin Williams was her brother and that (laughs) she could still speak to him. So there was a lot of live streams of her talking to Robin Williams, which is great. Uh, she believed also that Robin Williams is the archangel Zadkiel and that he was here to usher in a new, you know, era of lights. Also her dad is Donald Trump. She believed mm. Donald Trump was daddy. Um, she uh, knew everything there was to know about Atlantis and reptilians, which she both believed were not only real, but hers because she created them. And uh, also believed that the world's run by a cabal uh, that's trying to keep the world at a low vibration state. So if there is a conspiracy theory, she has it in there. It is mm-hmm. like your one-stop shop for everything. This is very
2: uh, Ramtha's School of Enlightenment. A little bit.
1: Very right. similar. A little well, bit. hmm hmm uh, Of course, they adopted the QAnon. Um, they said mm-hmm. the QAnon was the divine plan. Um, and she, during the group's history, took several father gods, um, boyfriends, mm. Um who gained temporary power in the group, you know, Mm -hmm. secondary to her, but she went through a number of those. So there's, how big is this group, right? How big is this cult? It's like a rotating cast of like a dozen, uh, up to 20 at one point. They lived in Cresto in Southwestern Colorado in a remote cabin in the mountains Mm -hmm. and did daily live streams on YouTube to recruit members and sell vitamin supplements (laughs) and, get donations for surgeries that they could perform over Zoom, you know.
3: Surgery to perform over Zoom. And I, I love that she's also got, like, a little MLM in there with the vitamin mm-hmm. supplements, the Q&I. Oh, yeah. mm. oh, it's all good shit.
1: Everything. Uh, so she could – let's see. Hold on. Let's see. Uh, She would sell subscriptions, too. So there's, like, a subscription box because <laughs> that's also – Anyway, uh, so tier one was becoming a love muffin for $11 and 11 cents a month. And that would give you access to like extra live streams if you just weren't getting enough from the free five hours a day. Um, And also some like numerology and astrology readings and stuff. Uh, Tier two was to become a master for $44 and 44 cents a month. Get everything in tier one, but you also get masterclass videos. Uh, monthly masterclass videos, mm. which according to a number of people, uh, didn't really happen. They didn't really have their shit together, as I'll <laughs> describe later. Um, oh, no,
2: weird. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, tier three, with for fifty five dollars and fifty five cents a month, was called Crystal Schools, and that's where you get everything in tiers one and two. Plus, you can send your children to her, and she'll teach them. <clears throat> oh no! Everything they need to know. Yeah, and that happened. Uh, and then. <laughs> Tier four was Rainbow Warriors for $77.77 a month. And in that one, you get everything uh, in the first three tiers, plus um, you uh, get to uh, be at her side in the ruling class in heaven. And then in tier five, the Royal Angels for $111 a month, you get everything, plus you are allowed to... Live with them. Mm-hmm. So all the people who were living in the thing were paying $111 a month to her um, every day. So it's okay, got well, a little bit of that. Every day. Oh. Thing. No, every month. Sorry. Every I month.
3: mean, that's pretty decent rent
1: right there. Yeah, like, that's really <laughs> <bad>. low rent. <laughs> yes. They were not attracting wealthy, worldly people. That's hmm. what I'll say. This was very much a like, let's scrape up the... Remainder of the conspiracy theorists online kind of a cult. Things got really popular and known about because this has been going since two thousand six, right? But like, not a lot of people were even noticing because it's so few people and they're way out in southwestern Colorado and all that. Um, things started to take off in May of twenty twenty when one of the members of the group was found wandering in the wilderness, disoriented, naked and dehydrated.
0: Mm.
1: He was declared, uh, he'd only been there a couple weeks as part of the group. Um, but he was declared to have bad energy. And so he was left on another side of the mountain, uh, to die. (gasps) And, uh, the family of this man, his sister and his wife, whom he had left to join the group, um, were noticing that they were being mean to him on one of the daily live streams after being super nice to him, and they got concerned and they called the cops. And lo and behold, there was a search party, and that's how they found him. Otherwise, he would have just dropped dead. I mean, so they find him all naked. Let the and shit, women and then, help. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, exactly. They're the only ones
3: who give a sure. shit, really. <laughs>
1: so at that point these people who have been monitoring the cult and were really concerned about the brother and then had all that happen we're like fuck it we're going press and they call everybody and the denver post starts covering the group extensively and it starts to get some notoriety and dr phil gets interested mm. so the whole group goes on dr phil via zoom because it's 2020 right um, and he gets all the members of the cult and the brother and another ex member and cult experts and does a whole Dr. Phil special on him. And he films it in the summer to air in September. A lot of confrontations, a lot of negative publicity coming their way. What did they do in August between the taping and that they moved to Hawaii.
3: Oh, like another cult. Hmm.
1: Exactly. Like this, it's crazy how they like just do all the cult things. So they moved to Hawaii. Um, but the thing about Hawaii during the pandemic is that it did not want people. Right. Their lockdown was the strictest in the United States by far. If you traveled to Hawaii during the lockdown, you were told to go to your hotel room, stay there and then fly home. You were not allowed out of your room. It was like a real quarantine. Um, Cause they were just like, we're a tiny Island and we don't want this shit. But they were like, that's cool. That's all we wanted to do. That's what we were doing back in Colorado. So, yeah, we're just going to go to our little house that we rented in Kauai and stay there. And Hawaii was like, sure, whatever. Fine. That's fine. So, they get a little house. They're doing their little live streams from there. Carlson claims publicly that she is also the Hawaiian goddess Pele.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: That how brings how
2: up- white is this woman?
1: So white. So, so white. She's so white. Mm-hmm. So um, that brings out all the island residents to protest her for being uh, a, jick, a jerk. Just like, no, you're not. You are not our goddess. I'm sorry. Fuck you. So they're outside her house every day protesting, lighting fires, chanting Hawaiian prayers, just basically harassing them out of, off the island, calling the cops on them all the time. But they're not really doing anything. They're being quiet. They're being indoors. so The cops can't throw them off. They get the mayor involved. It, it's like a big hullabaloo. Why are they in Hawaii? So the mayor like calls him up and says like, do you have to be here? You know, like the thing you said, this is like the most religious island of Hawaii. You can't come in here and say you're the goddess Pele. Do you have to be here? And mother God said, yes, because she is here to lead humanity back to the lost continent of Lemuria.
2: Ooh. Isn't that like kind of Atlantis?
1: Yeah. It's a thing. It's something. It's a real thing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it's near
1: Hawaii, isn't it? No. It's nowhere (laughs) near Hawaii. But still, she's mother God. She knows what she's doing, right? So anyway, she believes that she started humanity on the lost continent of Lemuria which was a real scientific theory in the 19th century as to how certain animals got to Madagascar, but not to Africa. It was actually proposed by contemporaries of Darwin. They're like, how did marsupials get to Madagascar? They're supposed to just be in Australia. Why are these Indian like things from India here in Madagascar, but not on the mainland of Africa? Well, there must've been a giant continent that connected india and madagascar in australia and we'll call it lemuria because that explains where the hell lemurs come from that's what the name means perfect it's yes
0: that's so, so cute
1: it's adorable and it was real science and mm-hmm. they were like it's a land bridge and it didn't seem outlandish at the time because there are really lost continents underneath the ocean there's one under uh new zealand And there's like, there's a bunch of like very shallow ocean areas that used to be above ground, the famous land bridge between Asia and North America, all of this had just been discovered. So they're like, yeah, that checks out as a valid theory for why these animals got from here to there. 50 years later, of course, continental uh, plate tectonics and continental drift came into play and like geologists got involved and said, actually, I think what's been happening is the continents have been moving around on the planet. And that explains everything. And it sure does. And so the whole Lemuria thing was dropped by scientists, but not by weird people.
3: (laughs) They don't like that science.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. So in the 1890s, where is it? Where is it? Uh, What's her name? This very famous uh, uh, Helena Blavatsky. In her 19th century mystical religious doctrine, claimed that the continent of Lemuria was the homeland of human ancestors called Lemurians, and that they were half lizard and half human, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and that's where all that shit comes from. I'm There's all in. That is, damn. Mm-hmm. I'm all and in. Another god's like, yo. Blavatsky she's a conspiracy theorist so I am and so we're friends and she's right and I'm the mother of all those people and I'm going to take you back to Lemuria and that's where we're going to ascend to the fifth dimension and everybody's like what's the fifth dimension she's like don't worry about it it's kind of like heaven except I'm in charge because I'm God okay cool and so they all like go to Hawaii to get to Lemuria how does that work because Lemuria is in the Indian Ocean I don't know they didn't explain that part. <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, fun side of uh side note is that the uh, official flag for the British East, uh, the British Indian ocean territory has a little um, crest on it that has two tortoises and a little scroll that to this day says uh, guardians of the gates of Lemuria. So like, <laughs> okay. because it was made back in the Darwin times, it's still like officially like the goal of the British Indian ocean territory. I don't know. Okay. Uh, that's a stupid aside. Anyway,
2: well, it's just it's, it's stupid not because
1: you decided it. It's just stupid. Uh so it's it's August of 2020. Everybody's protesting the the Love Has One cult being on Kauai claiming they're all Hawaiian gods and trying to go to the Indian Ocean and just general like get the fuck off of our islands vibes. Another cult called Carbon Nation also flies into town. Uh, rents a house but they're like partying and like trying to recruit members and breaking all the quarantine laws and then hawaii is like you know what all the cults get the fuck off our islands and so they kick them both off they kick off carbon nation and they convince love has One, like you gotta go we don't care where you go but you can't stay here <laughs> and they voluntarily fly back to colorado but then they drive out to california because that's when the dr phil thing hits and they just want to hide for a while Nothing is heard from them for a while. Late 2020, nothing's heard from them. Early 2021, mm-hmm. they're still online streaming. They're still saying all their stuff, but they're being a little like less, come join us and a little bit more, please pay us and we'll like, cleanse your soul. During this time, Mother God is doing longer and longer live streams because she's got nothing else to do. Mm-hmm. and that's where it becomes abundantly clear to all the people who are starting to tune in who aren't in the cult and aren't into this and aren't susceptible but are just tuning in because i saw it on dr phil and look at these crazy people that mother god has a drinking problem <laughs> <laughs> so she forbids the usuals: sex drugs alcohol amongst all of her members um, but every night around five o'clock, she knocks back a couple fifths of Jack and any other alcohol at hand and gets real drunk and starts abusing the fuck out of the cult members on live stream on camera
0: verbally,
1: verbally physically throwing kids in the closet for hours at a time, screaming at people incoherently slurring that they're all the worst and they're not worthy of her love. People are breaking down crying, but they won't leave because they believe she's got like just a nightmare woman. Just a terrible, raging, abusive alcoholic. My and people are like, God. oh, these people aren't brainwashed to stay They're in a codependent, scary, creepy mm-hmm. thing, right? With this Stop woman. Home. Yeah, exactly. Kind of. Except there's three members of the cult who never seem whatsoever, even the least bit phased by all of her haranguing. And people are like, wow, are they the true believers or something? It's these two young women who are both in their like late 20s, early 30s, and her current father god, an ex-con, who also joins in with the abuse and seems to really enjoy yelling, fuck you, at everybody. So the uh, brother who was found naked in the woods mm-hmm. still hasn't ever gone on TV or done anything publicly. It's always been his wife and his sister who have like spoken about it. But apparently they told the wife and he told the wife and sister, "Uh, yeah, she's not in charge. It's those other girls who are in charge.
0: Hmm. And
1: then Amy Carlson's family starts speaking out because all this time her sister has been raising all the children she abandoned. And her mother's been like desperately trying to get her back from Crestone. And they're like, yeah, you know what? She's brainwashed. She's the one who was captured by this cult that used to be called whatever it used to be called. It was
3: uh, like Galaxy something. Galactic. Yeah, it was a way Mm -hmm. better name in my opinion.
1: But way better name, and she got brainwashed and to believing that she's the leader, so she can be like the front person puppet Mm -hmm. for the cult. While these people sit back and they're the ones actually collecting the money, recruiting the members doing the actual surgery. So when you pay for the surgery, mother, God starts it, but they finish it off. And the surgery is brainwashing, right? Oh.
2: This is,
1: this is a lot. <laughs> so they are not true believers in anything. They just have studied all their cults and they know exactly what the hell they're doing. And they are just making that, that money, money. Ron Hubbard style, except they're not quite as good. And they're only recruiting like basically really stupid people. <laughs> So, um, April, 2021, mm. they're back in Colorado. Um, a phone call is made that there's a children, children are lost in the woods. Uh, and so the cops go to investigate. They find two of the kids who are living on the compound cause they're part of that, you know, we'll educate your children in our school plan. God. Um, and they seem okay and healthy and they're like, are you okay? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, can we take you back to your dad? And they're like, no, take me, take us to your, our mom. Cause the dad's in the cult, mm. taking to the mom. Uh, the dad escapes the cult and joins everybody and says, Yeah, things are getting crazy there. I don't know what's going on. Uh, and the police are like, Huh. And they check out the live streams, and Mother God's not showing up. And they're like, Huh. And so they go to the compound, and there she is, mummified <gasps> in the bedroom, wrapped up in Christmas lights. What? Completely purple and emaciated.
3: But alive? And there's
1: two children's nose, okay. mummified, Okay, dead. that's what been I dead. thought. <laughs> been dead for about a month. Um, perfectly preserved because she's been taking or being given so much colloidal silver and subsisting purely on alcohol that she's essentially just, like, preserved herself. Like, while she was um, living, she was given... She was just pickling herself. Yeah, exactly. And that's probably what she died of. Yeah. Drinking and, and taking too much colloidal silver. They were imbibing a lot of colloidal metals. Anyway, so her mummified remains are on the bed. There are two other children living there. Um, There are some clearly abused members of the cult there. Whole cult gets arrested. Clean sweep, child abuse, uh, mutilation of a corpse because her eyes were missing. Um, All sorts of charges, right? Hmm. Just charges galore. They're all in jail, except except for the three lucid Mm -hmm. people on the property, Who are like, yeah, thank God you came and saved us. Mm -hmm. So they take all the the brainwashed people and Mother God away. And guess who's back online doing live streams, claiming all sorts of conspiracies. Yeah, it's the real cult leaders. Mm -hmm. These two ladies. All right, here we go. I got to crank this up again. We got to listen to them because this is some good Savvy millennial cult running shit. I'm just going to play about a minute of their video from one hour ago.
0: Fuck. Again, why is no one talking about what mom did? It's the same thing with Dr. Phil. It's the same thing with Vice. It's the same thing with all the other moments that these things have happened. Why is it? It's like the mind is so obsessed with trying to figure it out. And they're so obsessed with the word cult. They bypass everything else. It's like this deep cognitive dissonance and brain damage. And it's like, they're so hung up on trying to figure it out, trying to say we're a cult. Well, guess what? Everything you've ever said about us now has completely fallen apart and isn't even relevant saying we're forced to be here. We're not allowed to leave. We're held against our will. What now? What do you have now? You have fucking nothing. Now you should be embarrassed. Now you should actually be mortified of how dumb you are. And instead of, and then continuously bypassing mom's journey, continuously bypassing, everything she did. You don't want to talk about what mom did because you know who she is.
3: So. Okay.
1: They are trying to go full 2021. We are the disciples of Christ about to send her message, but now with gaslighting.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. so, Complete with yeah, gaslighting.
1: They are still selling surgeries they're still recruiting members it's going better than ever because of the publicity and because people are buying into the conspiracy angle of this that mother god was now assassinated um yeah, incarnate yeah i know and they've changed their name that love is one.org is gone welcome to fifth dimension full disclosure.org 5d full disclosure.org is alive and kicking. You can buy things on their store. They're doing crystals. They're doing yoga. Um, they have a radio station that just plays random pop songs. So that's fun. Let's see what's playing right now. I mean, I could be into that.
3: I can't hear what it is, but
1: I don't know what's playing. It's really weird. I think it's like a 70s pop song. Anyway, I've heard Third Eye Blind on there. I've heard it's just random. It's not like spiritual. It's just like, listen to a radio station, and they're just illegally playing a bunch of pop songs. But
2: <laughs> I mean, doing still-
1: crystal meth will lift you up into the
2: place. So I get it.
1: Yeah. So there, um, Lauren Suarez is now apparently the leader of this cult. She calls herself Aurora, but everybody knows her real name because out of desperation, she's using her real PayPal account to take donations. Uh, so she's it. basically outed herself. And uh, yeah, they're they're still going, even though they've tried to pin the death and all the horrible things going on on all the brainwashed cult members who have been arrested. Wow. And that's the Love is One cult in Crestone, Colorado. That is now the 5D full disclosure cult.
3: You know, you got to change with your settings. Like, always be adapting to keep your cult alive.
1: I cannot wait to find out. Like, if they get escape the law somehow, in, like, five years, they're going to find some poor woman and claim she's the reincarnation of Mother God and brainwash her to be their spokesperson and keep her drunk and pliable, and yep. they'll be doing it again. Yep. yep. Really brilliant. That's the one aspect of their cult that I think is unique to make someone else your supposed mm-hmm. cult leader.
3: It's it's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Um, Are you okay, Lisa?
0: No. no. Uh,
3: this is dumb. <laughs> I love it when they take all of the everything. You know, like mm-hmm. there isn't a piece of conspiracy out there that isn't you know believed in this cult and i appreciate that mm-hmm. you know yet you one you, yeah, get I mean, them you all.
1: can explain you can explain anything when you're god mm-hmm. you just cuz i'm god that's why and that's true too i mean nice. so is there currently not a a god currently the god is, is the new girl died and ascended oh wait no no the new girl's not a okay. god she's trying to preach like a disciple like god died for our sins and oh. we didn't follow her and we missed the train to the fifth dimension. Mm-hmm. That's what they're going with right now. Got it. It's not a cult. It was real. Y'all missed the boat. Hmm.
2: I mean, if there was a time for God is dead, it is now. Sure. <laughs> yeah.
3: Sure. Oh, Oof. that's wild. Um, it's funny. You said colloidal silver though, because uh. My story loosely touches upon that as well, which is such a weird yes. thing. That um, is. this
2: is all because I went to that win. yeah, it is, it is. It's, it's true, but there's no way mine's gonna be
3: related to it. It might, you never know, it might be. Um, but. Lisa, are you cool with me going next?
2: I would love for that to happen. Okay, I am going to step away for literally one minute so I can
3: shove a waffle down Open the
2: open the door to the router because I feel I froze for a minute back there and I'm anxious. Okay. Okay. Well, one moment. It okay. <laughs> <laughs> was a very
3: NPR one moment. Yes. The fact that people still use medical silver is weird to me because it it just seems so dangerous. Yeah, there's that whole like new age
1: health branch, I guess, yeah, of there's iron in our blood, therefore we must have magnets and metal
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, on us or in us in order to feel good. Right. That I just find very confusing. But I mean, I guess that's it. That's the only connection is like we have iron in our blood, so put magnets on your wrists and take silver and all of that will help. Uh,
3: yeah, yeah. It just uh, it doesn't make sense to me. I always loved that scene in the very first X-Men movie. I think it's the first one where um Magneto extracts the like metal from that guy's body and it like comes out of his blood and shit I don't think it's the actual iron in his blood I think he had like fed him something or something injected like extra yeah Yeah. but like that's how I see it is just like little pieces little pellets of silver floating around in your blood or something
1: but just enough to make one bullet yes
3: just enough and that's all he fucking needed um yep all right so I'm so excited about this. Okay. So the year is 1820. We're in Kentucky. Imagine <laughs> oh, it, right? No. Like it is fucking weird there. I, it's shit's happening. A French orphan by the name of <laughs> Martin Fugate goes to Kentucky. He's like, this is my jam. I want to live here in the mountains or, or along the cricks. Everything. He mm-hmm. found this new hot bitch. She's super pale. She's got red hair. All the recessive things you could ever want in a woman. Um, <laughs> Martin and his wife.
1: Poor Lisa. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I didn't even think about that <laughs> <You> fucking <laughs> recessive bitch. Anyways. Okay. Uh, so they settle along Kentucky's troublesome Creek. Ooh, troublesome. What a name. And that is where the story of the blue Fugates begins. Um, Ooh. Now we all found out about the blue few gates in the present-ish day. So let's hop to about 200 years later where a baby is born. His name is Benji and all the doctors are like, "Holy shit, what is the matter with this bright blue baby? Something is going on." And avatar. Yes, it's an avatar fucking baby alien. Uh so The doctors are like, holy shit, We they're doing tests. They, like, go through two days. Like, why is this baby still blue? You know, fucking shit. This is terrifying. And they're about to start doing blood transfusions. And his grandma, who is there, or no, the dad who is there is like, hey, 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 wait. Oh, I forgot to mention this. And they're like, what's up? Alva Stacy. And he's like, my grandmother Luna on my dad's side was a blue fugate. She had it really bad. And they're like a blue fugate. And he's like, yeah, like it goes back generations. Like just some people in our family have blue skin. They are blue people. And they're like, okay, well this must be an inherited blood disorder. You have the baby has dark blue lips and fingernails, and if it's cold or if it's like really really upset, the blue in it increases, which is also cool. kind of wild. I That's awesome. this. yeah. So what? the blue people who lived Oof. in Troublesome and Ball Creeks in Kentucky are known throughout this region. But nobody had really done any research on them until the 1960s when a young hematologist named Mm. Madison Cowain is like, he hears about this and he's like, wow, this is like really fucking interesting. I'm a hematologist. This has got to be right up my alley. It's definitely got to be their blood that's making them blue. And Mm -hmm. he starts to research and he's asking people around the towns, like, what do they think? What have you heard? And people are like, oh, I always heard it was heart disease or they had a lung disorder. And one old person was like, their blood is just closer to their skin. And the hematologist Mm -hmm. is like, I don't know if that's like 100% right. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to figure this shit out. So he starts traveling between Lexington and Hazard in Kentucky. It's an eight hour drive. And this whole time he's just like going out into people's land, walking through the hills in hopes of seeing a fucking blue person.
1: So wait, it's a town called Hazard on Troublesome Creek. Yes, (laughs) Somebody was trying to tell people to get the fuck away I mean, from this. For
3: but. real. So, yeah. as he's trying to track down the blue people of Troublesome Creek, he meets a quote, great big nurse who was named. <laughs> she is a very tall, large woman from pictures. Her name is Ruth Pendergrass. And she's like, Oh my God, I'm so glad that we met. I have been interested in this since this woman came into the hospital that I work at one time. Her face, her fingernails are almost indigo blue. It scared me to death. She looked like she was having a heart attack and turning blue, but she was perfectly calm and fine. I was certain that she was going to die right there, like in the entrance to the hospital. But... She was the woman wasn't alarmed at all. She was like, "I just wanted to get like some blood tests done." I'm actually from a family called the Blue Combses. and we live up in Ball Creek, which is right next to uh, Troublesome Creek. And she's like, "Well, that's pretty interesting." And so, Cowan and the doctor, or the hematologist and the nurse, get together, and they're like, "Let's go find these fucking blue people. I need to know."
1: Well, I don't yeah. Know how hard they are to find. They are. Like, I mean, they're like, like you know, they're hill
3: people. So they're okay. out there pretty secluded still, even in the 1860s. They keep they, looking. They've seen some off in the distance and they usually like bolt. Like these people do not want to be <laughs> fucked with. Oh, but they got scared. They are. One day, our hematologist doctor is working at the in Lexington at his hospital and who fucking walks in but Patrick and Rachel Ritchie who are related to the Fugates and quote they were bluer than hell our hematologist says okay he was like holy shit they just walked into my clinic okay i can't fucking believe this he's like give me all your fucking blood he draws all their blood and he's like
1: <laughs> trying to
3: you know figure out why these people are blue. And he said, you could really tell that it bothered. like the reason they did not ever come into town was because they were blue people, you know, people are assholes and they'll be like, Oh my God, you're blue. Um, Mm -hmm. they're really bothered by it. And after doing blood tests, uh, our hematologist starts to suspect and he rules out heart disease and lung disease. These people are generally very healthy other than just being blue. And he comes to determine that it might be something called methemoglobinemia. Woo. What a mouthful methemoglobinemia, yeah. which is a hereditary blood disorder that results from excess levels of met hemoglobin in the blood. Now, what is methemoglobin, right? It's blue. It's a non-functional form of red hemoglobin. So like your blood cells. Why are they red? It's because they're carrying oxygen. But if they didn't have oxygen in them, they would be blue, which is why if you look Mm -hmm. at your veins, Mm -hmm. they're blue because that has been used up or what the fuck ever. I don't know exactly what it is. But Met hemoglobin can be brought on by several things. One, abnormal hemoglobin formation, two, enzyme deficiency, or three, taking too many drugs of a certain kind, aka colloidal silver Not
0: that sure. can like
3: fuck your shit up. Um, and our hematologist is like, okay, it's gotta be one of these three things. And he finds He's doing all this research and he finally comes upon a report from the 1960s by a guy named E.M. Scott. He was a doctor and he happened to do all this research up in Alaska where he discovered some like secluded Alaskan Eskimo and Indians from what it says in the article. But there were a few of them who had who were blue and they had something they had an Absence of the enzyme diaphorase, which means okay, so in normal people, hemoglobin is converted to met hemoglobin very slowly. And if it's continued, hemoglobin is rendered useless. And normally that enzyme diaphorase converts met hemoglobin back into actual hemoglobin. I know that's a lot of fucking words, but, uh, basically what it is, is they don't have the enzyme that makes blue blood, red blood again. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh... So it's, it's a recessive trait, obviously (laughs) extremely recessive redheads. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but It appears mostly, obviously, in lines of inbreeding because you got to have the mom with the recessive and the dad with the recessive to get that blue baby going. So Kawane thinks that it's this enzyme diapherase that's not there. And he's like, all right, the people who walked into my clinic just happened to be here. I need you to take me out to like all your family places. And they're like, okay. And they go, they find the pa- the current patriarch of the family, Zach, big man, Fugate, who's 76. Stop. Yep. Stop. He's fucking blue. And Zach's like, sure. You can have some of my blood. In fact, I'm going to take you even further up to copperhead hollow where my aunt Bessie Fugate huh? is. And she's also blue. And Bessie's like, all right, sure. Have some of my blood. Like, fuck it. Uh, so he brings all the new blood back and he tests it. And what does he see? They are lacking the enzyme diaphoresis. So that's what's going on. Their blue blood isn't getting converted back to being red blood. And so it's making these people blue. And it's this... Trait that is passed down through basically inbreeding. Mm. Uh, okay. so you know, you're like, wow, that's kind of a bummer in breeding, but I mean, the reasoning for it is when old Martin settled with his recessive redhead lady, rumors are that Martin was blue. And I guess this woman was like, yeah, I'm into it. And she happened to have <laughs> that recessive gene and like the odds of him meeting and marrying someone else, like not from his family or anything, were so slim. But guess what? It happened. And so there they are, 1800s. They have all these fucking kids. They got some cousins, like the fucking kids are marrying each other because They can't get out of Troublesome Creek far enough to find anyone that's not slightly related to them. And this blue color just kind of keeps coming up, keeps coming up. And here are the blue Fugates. Um, In the... Like, okay, so the families were the and Smith, the Richies, and the Stacys. They're all living in isolated log cabins. Uh, mm-hmm. They intermarried. They were coal miners. And this guy who was part of the family later on, Dennis, was like, I started trying to map my own genealogy because I was like, he w- he wasn't a blue dude, but he was just interested in it. <laughs> He's not part of the blue man group. So he goes back through his stuff and he says, quote, if you'll notice, I'm kin to myself because his father's or his mother and his father's great grandfather are the same person. (laughs) That's too close. It's pretty fucking close. Uh, So the blue people are fucking each other until around 1912 when railroads finally reach these mines and, you know, transportation becomes a little bit easier and so the blue few they start to disperse. They get to stop fucking marrying their cousins and everything. Uh, but there's still a few people up there. And one of them is our gal Luna, who was the grandmother of baby Benji, who was supposedly mm. blue all over and quote, the bluest woman I ever saw, uh, <laughs> Like I said, she had thirteen kids. She uh, passed away at age eighty-four, which would have been around the nineteen fifties. So she lived a really fucking long time. Yeah, um, yeah. and was obviously very fertile, despite <laughs> being blue. Um, Good. For her. So. Baby Benji is, as far as we know it, the last blue fugate that was born. He did, like, grow up a little bit and the blueness dissipated because the methemoglobin anemia is really only affecting, like, 10-ish percent of your blood, but it's enough to kind of overwhelm the red blood that's nearest your skin. So a lot mm-hmm. of people grow out of it. And that's the story of the Blue Fugates of Troublesome Creek in wow. Kentucky. Um, Nurse Pendergrass said of the people, they were poor people, but they were good. So
2: oh. There you are. Well, that's sweet. They were some of the good they ones. They were.
3: If you Google Blue Fugates
1: Not all blue people not all
3: blue people. If you Google Blue Fugates, there is a like drawing. It's a or like a painting. It's real weird looking. People don't there's no like actual photos of these people. There is what? a photo they don't show. Her right. There it. is a photo that, even that can give <laughs> you like an idea of what they might have looked like color-wise because there's also some fucking guy who was famous on YouTube for a little bit. People called him like Papa Smurf and he has uh, like severe poisoning from using silver. To like treat oh, yeah. some condition, and this motherfucker is blue. He legit looks like Papa Smurf. He even has like a white beard and like. Anyways, he's dead now. He died because he used too much silver. <laughs> uh, so don't use silver, y'all. And no. yeah,
1: it's a poison. And use mercury. It's much safer.
3: Exactly. And if you got to fuck your cousin, just make sure that you don't have any weird recessive genes that are going to make your kids come out blue. There's always.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. I Uh, mean,
2: the recessive genes, I feel like making you blue is one of the better outcomes. True. True. That's insane. It's all. I think the craziest part of this is that there were no photos.
3: I can't find. Yeah. Any. I wonder if there are some out there that I just couldn't Google well enough. I mean, the internet. Had,
1: they had color photography in the sixties, yeah. pretty sure. And
3: you can find people pictures of people who are experiencing met hemoglobin, whatever, mm-hmm. um, because it does happen.
1: He looks more purple. This Papa Smurf yeah. guy he looks like a. He's
3: like a deep, like a blue. grape with a beard. Yeah. Yeah, uh, like a nice indigo if you're into that. And if yeah. you want to look, he
1: like also looks him. like he did live to a either a ripe old age or or it also causes gray hair, right? I think he was like in his <laughs> 60s when he
3: died. That, okay. that Papa Smurf dude,
1: but not a bad run for, <sighs> for someone who's, who's ingesting metal. Yep. <laughs>
2: that's so fucking weird. Like. It can't actually do anything to help
1: you. No, uh, not a single thing.
2: Well, y'all uh, want to take a hard, hard left? On yes, this
3: please.
1: No, you um, have to tie it in. You, that's it. I
2: mean, I
3: guess. Does I this say involve like, colloidal for- silver? Thank you.
2: It does not specifically, but it does involve ingesting things and then dying a little bit, a little bit of that. Perfect. A little bit inside? Okay. A little bit, yeah, a little bit softer now. Um So I – this is kind of just a little history lesson because I am always interested in this but have never really dug in. And then I found some surprising things that will likely not be surprising to most people. However, I do want to talk about the Viper Room.
3: Ooh.
2: (gasps) Oh. This
3: sounds familiar.
2: Mm, It is. It's very familiar. So – um. The Viper Room is in one of the oldest buildings on the Sunset Strip. It's 8852 Sunset Boulevard. Maybe you've seen it. Maybe you haven't. It does date back to 1921, which was, I mean, damn near like we're breaking through Old West to Old Hollywood. Like it's such a weird transition at that point. Um, and it did, it started as a grocery store. And at the time, Sunset Boulevard was like basically a dirt road. Um, and so it starts as a grocery store, but then in the forties, we start seeing some big changes. We're seeing some businesses and restaurants pop up, um, bars and gambling. And also at this point, In the 40s, we're seeing celebrities kind of hang out, and that's a thing that people give a fuck about, right? And it's, yeah. So then in the 40s, the grocery store turns into a venue, and then in typical venue form, it changed names like 5 million times in 10 years. Um, But it started as the Cotton Club, and then it was... The Greenwich Village Inn. And then I think at the very end of this whole like name change, it was uh, a place called Last Call. It was a strip club in the 40s. I want to go to a strip club in oh, the 40s. Do. So bad. It's delightful.
1: Yeah. That's nastily nasty, like in a good way.
2: Yeah. Um, And then in the 50s, it becomes a cabaret called the Melody Room. Now, this one stuck uh, for a while, for about two decades. And it was all kinds of performers, but also gangsters, right? Now, it's the 50s gangsters are kind of moving around. You know, they're big in the 20s on the East Coast. And then they just slowly head their way over to the West. So we're starting to see that kind of be a whole theme in L.A., I don't think of gangsters when I think of L.A., but that makes perfect sense.
1: Mm-hmm. So it's then, Chinatown, baby,
2: yeah. So then, mm-hmm. in the seventies, uh, this building becomes a rock club called Filthy McNasty's. Oh,
3: fuck yes, yes.
2: moi love it. Uh, then it was the Central, and the Central was most famous for its jam band nights. No. Mm-hmm. Not for me.
1: Mm-hmm. No, do not want. Mm-hmm.
2: Not a fan of that. Uh, and then in 1993, and this is something I felt very dumb for not knowing. In 1993, Johnny Depp uh, and his 21 Jump Street co-star Sal Janko and a few other guys turned this into the Viper Room. Uh-huh. I love
3: that so much.
2: I had no idea that this was debt based.
1: You're in the Depaverse now. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: I know. It's the sixth dimension. Um, so it becomes a rock club and a celebrity hangout, right? Because we've got this, you know, we have celebrities that have built this place. So they're like, come onto my fucking hang zone. Uh, and so everyone's doing this on opening night, and I thought this was really smart. Depp requested Tom, uh Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers to open the very first night, which was in '93, and so everyone's like, "Oh shit, this is like super mm-hmm. legit. We're into mm-hmm. this," and it sets the tone for Hollywood a-listers in rock and roll. Uh, and then they're hanging out. And then there's also late night hangs with the uh, Depp and his famous friends. So again, this just becomes the fucking clubhouse. Uh, you could see Charlize Theron there hanging out with Keanu, who again, I didn't know this, but then it was familiar, but he at the time was really doing it with his alt rock group. Dog yes. star. Dog star. Dog star. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Woof. And then (laughs) Adam Duritz, Mr. Jones' BFF from Counting Crows, and Christina Applegate were bartenders. Um, Mm -hmm. I think I bring up more people later, but it's a little scattered. I apologize. Uh, Duritz later recalled, they must have lost so much money doing these theme nights But these theme nights were incredible. One night, they turned the entire place into the inside of an airplane. Wow. One night, they covered all of the walls with foil. Um, So they were just doing all kinds of crazy shit all the time. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, who was barely legal at the time, was definitely there. Uh, That's alcohol legal. Uh and, mm-hmm. then Nancy, <laughs> and then Nancy and then Nancy uh and then Nancy Sinatra, who like very much so listened to and, and revered, was like, I can't think of a cooler place to play than in LA than the Viper Room. If my dad were still performing, he'd want to play an after hours show there. So now we have a seal of approval that spans generations.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, so all of these famous folks are hanging out doing debauch and then all of a sudden burlesque dancers, the pussycat dolls would often show up there and just like up the party a notch. So this is just like, to me, it's like a, like a club kid scene, but like kind of grungy version of it, Mm -hmm. which I, Mm -hmm. I love that idea. Um, And then we have to talk about what the Viper Room was most famous for, which is what I know it as. Uh, which is the same year that it opened on October 30th of 1993. We have River Phoenix. He's mm-hmm. Hollywood hottie. Mm-hmm. He's on fire. Stand by me. Uh, probably would have taken most of Leonardo DiCaprio's roles, and he also loves drugs. <laughs> Um, yum, yum, yum. Num, 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 num. and he's there with his girlfriend Samantha Mathis mm-hmm. I don't know if y'all know Samantha Mathis kind of sure a who am. if you will uh, mm-hmm. if you listen to Who Winkly, which I will I pump that best. Um, it's amazing did so, he um, also
3: date uh, Laura Plimpton is that her name do you know who I'm Pause. talking
1: about? Yeah. The um, blonde
3: girl from the Goonies who's not like the main girl, but it's like the main girl's best friend who kisses Corey. Yes.
1: I I know exactly who you're talking about. I just feel like Laura's not her first name, but you might be right. Maybe I'm just trying to think of Bill Plimpton. I know who you mean. Yeah. Martha
3: Plimpton. Would like she
2: would have been. been older. No. Right? Like if he was a kid in Stand By Me, wasn't Stand By Me out around the – after the Goonies?
1: Mm, no. no. I think they're Stand same, by time me ish. I mean, same time-ish. They are same was first. they are same time ish but Stand By Me was a couple years earlier, I think. Stand By Me is 1986, and the Goonies be like 88, I'm guessing. Oh, damn. I didn't oh, no, 85! Really... I am wrong! I just saw it on cable instead of in theaters. <laughs> 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 um... But, yeah, maybe.
2: Uh, mm. <laughs> but at the time he's, he is with Samantha Mathis, she she kind of makes it a little in the 90s. She's been a working actress this whole time. But, like, when you look at she IMDb... She was hot shit in the 80s. Yeah.
1: Yeah. In the, uh, late 80s, yeah.
2: When you look at IMDb, Broken Arrow comes up as the mm-hmm. number one thing, which, like, I don't even remember what that one was about, but I know I watched it. Um and then and
1: terrorism, John, yeah, uh, Travolta. It's Travolta
2: thing. and terrorism. Um, mm-hmm. so any anyway, so River's there with her, and then he's also there with his siblings <laughs> named Rain and Leaf L E A F, mm-hmm. um, who is Joaquin's <laughs> real name is Leaf. Um, side note, they were in a cult, that's a whole ass thing. Um, so <sighs> for a different day. So a few hours after they arrived, River would be dead. Now, Samantha Mathis says only that her boyfriend was high on the night in question. So like, that's all she'll say. She's like, this high was unlike anything that she'd seen before. Uh, and then she, it, it just, it didn't take long for shit to, to get, go downhill. She said, I knew something was wrong that night uh something i didn't understand i didn't see anyone doing drugs but he was high in a way that made me feel uncomfortable i was way- in way over my head which makes me think that this woman had clearly taken care of river phoenix a few times in a drug mm-hmm. state uh so she takes a bathroom break because I mean, like I who hasn't been like, my partner is fucked up. I am taking a bathroom break and collecting mm-hmm, myself.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Um so she go and then when she walks out, she sees a bouncer shove river outside with another dude. Now she's like, Oh shit, they're fighting, but they were not immediately Phoenix drops to the ground and he uh, goes into convulsions right outside of the Viper room. Um, And then Samantha runs in and grabs rain and leaf. I will never call walking Phoenix, walking again. Uh, (laughs) And then they call nine one one, but river, has passed before help, help arrives. He's pronounced dead at one fifty one a.m. on Halloween 1993. Now again, this is the same year the Viper Room opened. This absolutely mm-hmm. could have destroyed uh, the Viper Room. It did not. Um, the oh, autopsy made it more popular <laughs> than ever. <laughs> mm-hmm. The autopsy revealed that um, River Phoenix had OD'd on cocaine and heroin Plus some Valium, marijuana, and ephedrine. Basically all of it. Whatever you can get your <laughs> hands had, on. He had all of it. Um, and then, yeah, Mathis uh, later said, I knew he was high. But he the heroin that killed him didn't happen until he was in the Viper Room. So oh. at some point he had upped the game. So let's see. This was um, not the only sad story that's linked to the club in 1995. An Australian actor, Jason Donovan, which that name is familiar as well, but I don't know. He suffered a Coke-induced seizure there. Fortunately, he did survive. And then in 97, Australian rock star, Michael Hutchence, uh, played his last show just before he died by suicide. So the Australians are really taking advantage of those clubs. I like the
1: party when they leave their little nest.
2: I know. Well, yeah. They're not allowed to drink a whole lot. Um, so, let's see. Just Again, despite the death of Phoenix the year the venue opened, the club um, remained a hangout. Uh, let's see. Regulars included Jennifer Aniston, Lisa Marie Presley, Alyssa Wright, Jared Leto, Angelina Jolie, Rosario Dawson, Toby Maguire, Drew Barrymore, um, uh, Johnny Cash performed at the venue, debuting material that would later appear on American recordings. In 1997, the Viper Room was also a place of a few early solo live performances by. John Frushante at the time <laughs> of his bad physical condition caused by drug abuse. So oh, a little weird. So kind of a a weird home. It's, a, it's got halfway home vibes to it in a weird way with some of these like stories. But anyway, tragedies. And controversy seemed to follow Depp all the way into 2000 when he was sued by his business partner, Anthony Fox. In Mm. his suit, Fox accused Depp of defrauding him of millions of dollars of profits. Uh, Shortly, this is where people always think that
3: bars make way more money than they do. I don't. Um, With the
1: drugs and the famous people I don't think they're selling yeah, the drugs.
2: Suddenly
3: more profitable. My guess is the bar wasn't selling the drugs, but
2: they have a cigarette machine that's just, heroin. Drugs. It's
1: just it's just constantly pumping out drugs instead of packs. Yeah.
2: Um so shortly before Fox and Depp are appear are due to appear in court, Fox vanishes. Mm. just out and and again he's the one suing deb right kind of a weird move so he Mm -hmm. was fox was last seen in ventura county california on december 19th 2001 his pickup truck disappeared with him and a 38 caliber revolver disappeared from his briefcase at the same time on January 6, 2002, his truck was found abandoned on Chestnut Street in Santa Clara, California. Uh, that's all we know. That's it? Fox left behind several thousand dollars in his bank account, and there hasn't been activity on his financial accounts since his disappearance. He also left a teenage daughter. To this day, no one has seen or heard from Fox and his body has never been found.
1: Uh, I hope this is at the doorstep of Johnny Depp. (laughs) (laughs) So
2: in 2004, Depp relinquishes his ownership. He uh, he turns over his share of the Viper Room over to Fox's daughter, doing a little right there because that's around when we're going to start doing some Disney shit, right? Mm -hmm. Depp, let's go ahead and Scrub that Clean uh, and then, Clean yeah, up. go Jack Sparrow your fucking dick off for the mm-hmm. rest of your life. So then mm-hmm. April 2020, our dear friend Amber Heard mm-hmm. hires, oh,
0: yeah. there she hires,
2: <laughs> hires a PI to dig into Anthony Fox's disappearance because, of course, she did. Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. So this PI is... F- <laughs> Former, now. his former porn star <laughs> turned Hollywood fixer Paul Baresi, who said that. Uh, I thought uh-huh. you were going to say Kato, Kalen. Mm-hmm. Oh, I fucking wish. Yeah. I think he's just a little. I think he's a little past his prime on on uh, fixing some shit. So, Amber, hmm. he said that she uh, recently hired him to dig up dirt on her former husband, Johnny Depp, including investigating this mysterious disappearance of Anthony Fox. Um, and then this is just a little about Baresi who I, which I, I found just delightful. Uh, his resume has client names like Sylvester Stallone, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Eddie Murphy. They also, uh, he was also hired, Hired to investigate rumors that Tom Cruise was having a homosexual affair in the past, which makes oh, me no. think he was hired by Scientologists. Right? But mm. probably. Um. So she also let's see. Uh, this is from Daily Mail. So, um, Amber heard also uh, her legal team hired him. Uh, Hired Boresi the summer before, so that's 2019, to look into Depp's, quote, follies and vices dating back Uh to the 90s when he co-owned The Viper Room. Um, Uh Now, another thing, Anthony Fox, according to IMDb, he was an actor and producer, and he was known for movies like Trapped, The General, and The Knockout. Uh um yeah and,
1: those <laughs> ones
2: <laughs> Mm-hmm. classics uh yeah. so let's see yeah he claims that Depp was going through some shady accounting and fraud um and that Depp ari- allegedly cheated him by hiding assets in another company so that's it's not necessarily like the bar was making so much money it was more like you are kind of funneling this money and like extorting. Mm-hmm. Um, and it may mm-hmm. not have been specifically bar related. Um, and then let's see. Yeah. So that's, I, I didn't find more from Amber Heard or from former porn star turned Hollywood fixer, Paul Barresi. Uh but- And we still do not Anthony Fox. Um, some of that information was actually on what's the website for missing people. The it's Gary project
3: or something like that right
2: it's something project yes um oh. so he's still up there i mean he's still mia uh and and so far the viper room remains the viper room it's still on the sunset strip um i have not been by there uh, since i was 15 uh which was uh 10 years ago <laughs> and uh <laughs> yeah. And even I do remember like, oh, there's this is still like there's some there's some uh, drug abuse going on outside. Like it's it's almost like are people paying you to to do that is like a (laughs) like a remember this. Um, So, yeah, that's the history of the Viper Room. And also uh, maybe Depp killed somebody.
3: Right. Or had somebody killed.
1: Uh, Mm-hmm. I would say had somebody killed mm-hmm. Because he didn't want anybody To find out about all that money he made Laundering
3: mm-hmm. drug money Not
1: Ooh. Yeah, so much more money There than in, you know Being a huge movie star Yeah, I just love that Amber Heard <laughs>
0: Yeah, of course the drama. There. Of course
1: yeah. I was hoping she would You can always count on mm. good old Amber Oh yeah Yeah. Well, that did definitely involve people putting things in their body that was not Mm -hmm. good for them. So, yes. There you go.
3: We Mm -hmm. did
1: it. A themed episode.
3: Ties Mm -hmm. together.
2: Tied up in a bow. Purple bow. Don't put dumb shit in
3: your body. True.
1: (laughs) Truth in advertising.
3: Well, you know. Thanks for listening, everybody. Follow Uh us at Weird Brunch everywhere. Send us stories. Do some shit. Interact with us. Eat a waffle. Eat a waffle. waffle. Get diarrhea. (laughs) Like, you know what to do.
2: Live your life. Don't put things in your body.
1: Live, period, laugh, period, love. (laughs) Ellipses.